0: Hello, welcome to another episode of Knows by Kaya, the podcast. I am Kaya, of course, and today we're just going to jump right in. Thank you for being here and listening and be sure to share and all of that stuff, of course. Um, But today we're going to talk about children's emotions and allowing them to express them. I feel like (laughs) this is going to get a lot of flack, but... I want you to just listen, see what you can learn, and hear me out, okay? So, um, in particularly the black community, children are to be seen and not heard, but we're, we're um, dismantling that whole theory. But I'm going to share with you today why that is completely false and why you shouldn't do that. So when, let's take a step back. Children only communicate in the way that they know how. And sometimes that may come off to us as adults who are supposed to know how to communicate a little bit better it may come off as disrespect it may come off as a tantrum it may come off as um i don't know various different things anger and we have to remember that they are only communicating at a level that they know how to do and as a parent Your job is to teach them how to improve that, not to shut them down, not to punish them for expressing their emotions, but to teach them what ways of expressing your emotions are appropriate and what ways are not. Also remembering that they are learning not only by what you say and the things that you discipline, but by the way that you express yours as well. So let's start from the very beginning. You have an infant, they cannot talk. The only way that they can communicate with you is crying, right? They cry when they're hungry, they cry when they're sad and in comfort, they cry when their diaper is dirty, they cry when they're in an uncomfortable situation. That is all that they know how to do. And somehow, as a parent, you learn. What each of those cries mean so that you can meet their needs. That does not go away for a long time. That is something that you grow out of and you're taught how to come out of that. And even as adults, we don't get that perfectly. And I'll try to come back and show you how. So then we have two and three-year-olds. That you're upset when they throw a tantrum, but think about it it wasn't that long before that all they knew how to do was cry. They haven't developed all their words, they don't even know what emotions are, they don't know the words for them, they don't know how to get them met, how to get their needs met, they don't know why they're feeling a lot of the things that they're feeling. Because as we grow, we develop different feelings about things and sometimes it's difficult even as adults to express I don't like this and definitely hard to express it in a way that is appropriate to others, not hurtful to anyone else and communicated well so that the other person understands what we need. Then. You're punishing a child for throwing a tantrum, but they don't really know what else to do. So, as I always say, it's about being mindful about the way that you respond to things and understanding first that they are still growing and developing and learning. And they need you to teach them the appropriate way to do things. And when you are immediately just popping off, you know better. No, they don't. The child that throws a tantrum in the grocery store, yes, they know that you're not at home. But they have no clue why that's inappropriate. Right? (laughs) They, (laughs) like, we expect them to know we don't do this in public. but. To them, when something is upsetting them, they have not yet learned the skill to turn certain emotions off when you're in certain environments, certain feelings, certain, you know, whatever. So just like when you're at work, you kind of know, I have to not bring certain things to work with me. And so now, because I'm in this environment, I have to shut these things down and go with the flow of what I'm supposed to be doing. At one, two, three, four, five years old, they have not yet learned that skill or that that's something that needs to happen. So being mindful. You can go into that situation with a little bit more grace for your child and what they're experiencing in that moment. So that means taking the time to say, listen, I understand you don't want to be in here or whatever. And that means being intuitive about what is going on with them. You should know your child. You should already be developing these things. And yes, sometimes you're not sure. But if you're teaching them from that early age how to communicate, I am frustrated, I am sad, I am uncomfortable, I need this, I need that, gradually that will grow. And they will be able to do that. But if you're not allowing them those opportunities, to learn and practice those they're not going to get very good at it especially not very quickly so if you're taking the time say at home they're upset because they can't get a toy to work in the right way so then that's when you begin to respond with i see that you're very frustrated and so then that's how they learn the word frustrated and what that feels like and what it looks like. They don't just know that word off the top of their heads and they definitely don't know what it means or how it feels. It is your responsibility as the parent to teach them that. And I understand that toddlers especially do not have great timing. <laughs> um, that. Maybe at home they were completely fine and now they decide that you're in the store and you only have 30 minutes to get everything that you need out of the store, get home, start dinner before everything else happens. But at the same time, it, like I said, it's about being mindful, giving them grace, and taking the time out, understanding what they're going through first of all. And I know it's crazy because before we would look at white parents, and be like, oh my gosh, he need to just whoop his ass. Dah, 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 dah. But really, what did that do? And yes, I will say that the firmness of us does help correct behavior. And sometimes that is better in some occasions. But there also has to be a teaching point and teaching has to be, teaching and grace have to be the forefront of what you're doing. So if you're just popping kids, instead of teaching them what different emotions are, what's appropriate and how to respond And doing your best to meet those needs rather than shut up and, you know, all of this extra stuff. What good are you really doing them? And I say all the time, mindfulness is thinking beyond right now. So then they get a little older. Things are different. You have different triggers. So think about a preteen. They can be difficult to deal with because they have so many different hormones happening, which we all know it drives you crazy. And so you have, as an adult woman, think about your menstrual cycle and how your hormones affect your mood during that time. Well, thinking about a preteen, because we know when that's coming, we know exactly what's happening most of the time. Sometimes we're like, oh, that's what that was. But for the most part, because we've had it for so long, we understand this is what's going on. So then you can kind of take a minute to deal with it in the way that it needs to be. But as a preteen, those hormones are much more wild. You have no idea because they come out of nowhere. You don't know how to handle it. You don't understand it. But yet you're expected to act like everything's fine to appease other people. And is that really fair to ask that of your child? So take a minute to think about that whenever your child may be acting out in a way that is not pleasant. (laughs) Think about what it was like for you during that time. There needs to be conversations happening. I understand that these things are going on because on top of hormones all your friends act crazy around that age and you don't understand you're trying to get a grip on friendships and school starts to get harder and then it's like liking you know your peers and it's a lot that happens around that time that will make you crazy so just remember that they have a lot going on and that brings me to we have to get out of this you're a kid you don't stress because it's just not true and I will give an example in our parenting and media segment but kids go through a lot And me being a middle school crisis counselor, me being a therapist, having worked in elementary schools as well, working with teenagers, they have a lot that goes on. And too many times we don't stop to listen to what those things are and how they're affecting them. A lot of times because as adults, we forget about what those things were like when we were kids. And it's so crazy. I might've said this before, but I used to pray when I was little, Lord, please do not let me forget what it was like to be this age when I'm an adult and I have kids. And I was so serious about that prayer. I prayed it all the time because there were just certain things that I didn't like and I didn't understand. And I would say that to my parents and they be like, well, just wait till you have kids. You'll understand. And I was like, no, I want to understand what my kid is going through at that moment and be able to be different with them. So I've already, I've always had a different kind of mind and thinking, way of thinking when it came to kids. I just didn't see why things had to be like that just because you're an adult so we're very quick to brush off the things that they're going through and i will say one thing that i see this with a lot is friendships is oh it doesn't even matter don't worry about them don't worry about what they say but that's a big deal at that age and even older into high school And I will say even until adulthood, we have issues with friends, but yet we're telling our kids to just blow it off. And I know that that comes from a good place because you want them to learn how to not let things get to them so much, but is it really more helpful or harmful to say, oh, just blow it off? It doesn't even matter because what you're telling them is that their feelings about it don't matter. So here's what you can try is instead of saying, oh, don't worry about it. Try. I remember what it felt like going through those things when I was a kid. And that sucks. You know, she shouldn't have treated you that way. And teach them ways to deal with it that are practical and logical rather than just ignoring the feeling that they have. Because you telling them to just ignore it, they're not ignoring it. They're ruminating, like the thoughts are ruminating in their mind and they're going over and over again and they haven't learned anything. So you can teach them how to do those things. And yes, sometimes you have to learn to not worry about what other people say and think, but there also should be some validation in the way that they're feeling and the way that it's affecting them. So there needs to be a balance between the two. So maybe you take that to work more on their self-esteem and that way, loving themselves and valuing their uniqueness and all of that becomes more important. But at that age, those things are very, very important to them not only individually but also developmentally because that's just the stage that they're in and then it only increases into high school as they get more into relationships and things like that so be careful about how you respond to those things I can remember that I had a certain friend that was basically like a golden child and I always felt like my parents wanted me to be more like her and would say different things like that and then when we would get into arguments it was like well Kaya what did you do and I was like wait hold on my feelings are hurt here (laughs) what do you mean what did I do and so that really drove a major wedge between me and my parents, mostly me and my mom, because I felt like she was never on my side. I felt like instead of hearing me out and what happened and saying, you know what, that does suck and that was rude of her, she just never believed anything because this other person was like the golden child. And to me, that wasn't fair. So then. When I'm having issues with this friend who I did love and care for and like was my best friend for several years, I can't talk to anybody about it because you're automatically going to shut down and take her side. And I understand the importance of helping your child to see an alternative perspective but at the same time, they also need that validation from you and that support from you. And that's what they're looking for. And if you want them to continue telling them telling you things, that has to be there. They have to feel like you support them. So children have emotions. They have things that they go through. It varies at different ages how that looks and what affects them, but it's always changing. There are always new things happening. Think about this pandemic and how it has affected kids. They are stressed. They a lot of kids being doing online school has been terrible for them. Like we think adults are going crazy, but for them when Peer relationships is so important at that point for development that is a terrible thing for a lot of them to not be able to see their friends and interact and they gotta look at you all day. So I made a post you know more towards the beginning of the pandemic on Instagram at nospakaya <laughs> um, but I made a post saying. Understand that just as much as you want to get away from your kids out that house, they got to be there with you too. And they don't want to be. They don't want to be locked up in a house with you all day, every day, any more than you want to be locked up with them. Try to remember to come from a place of grace, understanding, and mindfulness when dealing with these different things. So let's hop into our parenting and media segment. I am not Rebecca's mother. If you want to live with her rules, fine, go live in her house. Okay, so this clip that I'm going to talk about today is actually what made me want to start doing this parenting and media segment anyway. I talked about it on my Instagram stories at notes by and I just didn't really know how to make this work on social media but then when I decided to do a podcast I was like oh okay we'll just insert it here. So this is from... Medea's. I can do better by myself. The movie Medea has a lot of things when it comes to parenting that just make me cringe, and I know that it's relatable. But anyway, this one made me. This whole movie was very difficult for me to watch, just because the way that they treated those kids, I. I couldn't take it so y'all remember in the movie there were the three kids and Taraji P. Henson was their aunt they broke into Medea's house they stole things because their grandma they couldn't find her and they were just trying to get food and things to sell in order to get money well there comes a point after they go back to work off their debt For Medea, which that's not the part that bothered me, but they're all sitting down at the table and she's talking to the daughter about being angry. And she's like, You have this, you have this, and you don't have nothing to be angry about. And that, I cannot begin to explain how mad that made me that they would say that in that movie. So, number one, Both of her parents are gone, both biological parents. And then she has a grandma. They don't know where the grandma is. This girl was only like 14, 15 in the movie. She wasn't that old, but yet she's caring for her two younger brothers. Not able to get a job, not able to really do a whole lot of things. And this is not supposed to be her responsibility. Then they get to this aunt who is wicked witch of whichever way and is being mean to them. She, I mean, absolutely terrible to them. She doesn't feel wanted anywhere. No adults are supporting her and caring for her. So she had a lot of reason to be angry. And I think sometimes, a lot of times, we get upset with kids for being angry when that is a natural emotion. It's a secondary emotion, which means that typically there is something else underlying which is making us angry. There's something else that we're not in control of that is making things come out in anger, which which was absolutely true for her. She was disappointed, she was hurt, she was scared, she was lonely, she was confused. There were so many different emotions that she could have been feeling in that moment to make her feel that way. And for an adult to come and be like, you have no reason to be angry. You have so much to be grateful for. You shouldn't be angry. And to invalidate her feelings like that was terrible. I was like, are you kidding me? This has got to be a joke. There is no reason. Let me tell you what she should have done. Baby, I know that your life is not going well right now. And you have every single right in the world to be angry right now. However, Breaking into people's homes is not the answer. So let's see what we need to do to get you a safe place to live, keep you and your siblings together, and what we need to do to fix this. That's it. You don't have to invalidate their feelings to quote unquote encourage them. Because it's not encouraging. That baby had every single right in the world to be angry at, yeah, maybe she was redirecting her anger at the wrong people. But at the same time, even with Medea, you have this old lady that is not trying to understand like where you're coming from in the situation that you're in of having to care for a brother, two brothers, but one that is extremely sickly and you're scared that he might die but she's not looking at any of that she's mad that you broke into her house which is understandable right but even seeing that they were kids she was so ready to like girl and all of that but yeah so stop doing that um like i said from the beginning we have to teach children About emotions, the appropriate ways to deal with them versus, you know, the ways that are inappropriate. But understanding where they're coming from will get you so much further than anything else. It'll get them to open up. It'll get them to, I mean, I cannot tell you how many times I've been dealing with a crisis at a school or something. it mostly happened in schools and no one else could get the child to do what they thought that the child should do. And I said, you know what? let let me step in here, please. And I met them where they were. One of my favorite clients in the whole world, um, my very first day, at this new job in an elementary school. This girl was angry. She got in trouble in class. And she came to this office where my co worker was, and she was upset and she was like, I just need to call my mom. I want to call my mom. I want to call my mom. That's all she kept saying. She wasn't listening to anything my coworker was saying. She was just like, No, I need to talk to my mom. So my coworker is like, okay, well, I need to ask the office if that's okay. Now, mind you, there is a phone in this office. I need to ask the office, is it okay for you to call your mom? I'm like, okay, I'm about to let her. Well, first she had her write down her mom's phone number on a piece of paper. And the girl did not have very great handwriting. and. My coworker corrected her handwriting, like marked it out and rewrote the number. And I was like, oh my God. I said, never do that again. I said, if you can read what she wrote, there is no need for you to cross that out. And I'm sure I left a bad taste in her mouth from then. <laughs> we developed a great relationship later. But with that being my first day and really our first encounter, I'm sure that wasn't good. She was probably like this bitch, but, um, yeah. So she did that. And I was like, if there was one number that you just didn't, you couldn't tell what it was, then you can write that like on the top or something, but don't cross out what she did and completely write the number all over again. So then comes the, I have to ask the office BS. So as soon as she walks out, I'm like, you wanna call your mom? She's like, Yeah, I'm like, call her right now on this phone. And I did not care what consequences might come later. Um, she talked to her mom, which is all that she needed to calm down. And she did calm down. And then she was cool and we was chilling, talking. And I was like, Okay, now that you've called your mom and you're calmed down, what's going on? What happened? And she told me, and we developed a great relationship from then. So then my coworker comes back in and she's like, okay, the office said that you need to go down there to call your mom. And I was like, she already called her. Situation's over. And look how calm she is, how good she is. (laughs) Like, it's really that simple. Meet them where they are. Determine what the need is meet the need, and go from there. It's really that simple, guys. For real, I promise. And that's why I love what I do. Um, and I've, I am really good at those kinds of things. But yeah, so it's not about telling them you shouldn't be angry. Maybe it's teaching, okay, let's express our anger in a different way but you don't have to diminish or make them feel like their feelings are relevant because what's, what is the point of that? You wouldn't want somebody doing that to you. So don't do it to them just because they're a child. And that's all there is to say about that. So, um, okay. Well, of course, if you have any other clips that you would like me to talk about on the podcast, email me, podcast at notesbykai.com it's helpful if you can include like season and episode number or youtube clip or something like that so that i can easily find it but always looking for suggestions so thank you so much all right well that wraps up another episode thank you so much for being here i do want to tell you all that i am gearing up for big Big Friday, Black Friday, Um, I think this is the most I have ever prepared for Black Friday and really put this much effort into it. This time I am giving you more service based things and I really want you to be able to get this and so I'm going to open things up of course to my email list first so if you go to notesblacaya.com sign up for the email list and you will get first dibs on absolutely everything that I offer so go ahead and do that now before you forget Black Friday is coming very quickly and then of course if you have anything that you want me to talk about on the podcast email me podcast at and I will talk to you again soon.